Hello and welcome to Beyond This Reality, episode 10. <laughs> um, and hello to you and your sweet body. Welcome to Body Month, aka August 2023. Hello to, to you in the future. You and your bodies in the future. Um, I wanted to continue continue the conversation um around and it's funny I'm going to be talking about bodies in a very indirect way um which I didn't really plan on it's just the energy that's sort of here and I'm just listening (laughs) so in last episode we talked about health and like what is health for you and I've been kind of tuning into some of my colleagues as chiropractors um And I've just been looking at some of the papers that are being written right now. I used to fucking love reading scientific papers. (laughs) I feel like such a nerd saying that. And here's another funny thing. So I went to UBC. And for those of you who don't know, I live in Kitsilano, British Columbia. And I was at UBC, University of British Columbia today. And oh my God, they have such a beautiful campus. It's like... uh, so beautiful they literally have this um it's called the Natobi garden and it's like this is like zen garden oh my god and then there's like the beach just on the other side of um the like campus but even the campus itself is so beautiful actually they have this tree this like this like um oh I'm blanking on the name but basically it's like a canopy walk so they, they have these really old trees that they've preserved. And then they've actually added this, like, you can go walking through the, the like, canopies. It's so fucking cool. And they have their own botanical gardens. Oh, I just love the campus. And the energy of, like, possibilities and, like, people are just so passionate about different things, like, on this campus. It's, like, crazy. It's, it's the summertime. And it, there's still people, like, everywhere. And today's a holiday. And there's still people, like, everywhere. It's, like, What? And then even when like on your way to driving there, you pass by something called like Pacific Spirit Park. It's just the most beautiful, like it's just such a beautiful place. Like I so love living here. (laughs) And that's actually related to this because it's like my body is just so happy. Like when I'm in that area, like I can't even like put it in words, like nothing in Ontario, which is like where I grew up, like created that sense for me. And I'm not like saying like one is good and one is bad. I'm just saying like my body also was a part of me like choosing to like live here because I'm just like so much happier. I have no family here and that's not why I'm happy. (laughs) It's actually not why I'm happy, but (laughs) I mean, it's not not a part of it too. anyway um (laughs) um but yeah it's like part of that choice to like choose here was like my body was just like so happy so expansive like people that drive through UBC all the time probably like meh whatever but for me it was just like this exciting energy that I am giving you energetically so those of you who are like energetic or like really getting it and even if you're like not I hope you can like perceive and feel my genuine excitement for this area and it was so cool because as I was like driving through going to like this place I was going to like meet someone 
it was like driving past the forensic science building and then like the wood building like they have like a wood pulp and wood making building and then they have like the engineering da, 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 and it was just like so fun um probably because I have no pressure of like being a student but it was just fun to like drive around and be like whoa this energy change and whoa this energy change and whoa this energy is really different as we like as I was driving through the like different areas um yeah, it was just so beautiful. And there's so much space there. It's like crazy. So anyway, it's, it seems like I'm plugging and like I'm sponsoring this podcast with UBC. Nope. <laughs> just a fan. <laughs> um. Anyway, I, I actually, uh, I don't even actually, yeah. So um, what I really wanted to mention today, and I kind of teased at it uh, in the last episode with health is like this idea that, you know, pain is such a misunderstood thing now and I said like I had this awareness of like whoa uh everything I learned about pain was not correct and that didn't come like overnight I know it sounds like it was this overnight like this overnight awareness that I had it was like wow not really it sort of happened very slowly over time and I've like referenced my experience at the um veterans um like working with veterans in uh, Miami, Florida. Um, and a lot of my like kind of like moments of like, whoa, questioning things actually came from that because it was seen as like, and it's still seen as like the gold standard of healthcare. Like all of the healthcare providers, like I mean, chiropractors, physiotherapists, psychotherapists, all the way to someone who does like DEXA scanning. Okay, so DEXA scanning is like a very specific kind of test that you get for like bone density and if they think you have cancer. So it's like the most specialized imaging doctor to like a chiropractor. Everybody in between, everybody around is under literally one building. This is like the gold standard, like all sort of like integrated healthcare models. Like this is what you go for. Um so working at a place like that was eye-opening for a lot of different reasons, obviously, because I had access to healthcare files, but also because, you know, these patients were seeing everybody. Um, and sometimes you'd have multiple different doctors for the same thing. Now, why do I bring this up? Because they, um, most of these veterans had pain which is interesting because you have like X amount of doctors, you know, looking at this, this, this person that has pain um, and everybody having a different point of view about it. Now I'll tell you, well, I'm like, oh my God, there's so many places. So I'll tell you where my point of view about pain really started to change. So up until working at the veterans hospital, I don't think I dealt with a patient that had lost their limbs before. Try to think, I don't think so. I could be wrong. There may have been like one before that, but it wasn't until I was um, at the veterans hospital that I really started to, I would say have regular conversations with um, people that did not have limbs and not like they were born that way. Like, like just gonna say it, cause you're thinking in any way like that were like blown off or, they had to get like removed for some reason. So they were born with limbs and then they lost their limb for some reason. So 
there's a few patients that stick out to me. Um, but I'll tell you the thing that was like the most mind boggling for me. And a lot of research has been done on this too. So the thing that was mind boggling, and again, you read about it in papers, but for me to like hear about it from somebody's like mouth, is just a different thing. And that could just be my point of view. But we've all heard of like phantom limb pain before. And I've read the papers where they did like the whole like mirror work and et cetera, et cetera. And if you don't know what that is, basically if you get the person, let's just say that they only have one arm, you basically place a mirror in a certain way where it reflects their their arm on the side where they didn't have an, an arm anymore because you know how a mirror always does the like opposite. So they start to have a sense that they have the arm again. Um, so that's like mirror work. You can do that with a leg. You can do that with like any body part where there's two. <laughs> um, so I would read studies about that and that kind of thing. But when you're actually talking to a person and they're telling you their story about how they lost their limb, and not that I would ask, but some guys would just want to talk about it. And I say guys because 97% of my patients were men. Um, where they would tell you how they lost the limb. And at first I almost like didn't want them to tell me because I thought it was too traumatic until one of them told me it was actually kind of therapeutic to tell someone about it who, for me, I didn't realize that I didn't really have a point of view on it. I was just interested because I had never met anybody who had served in military and definitely never met and talked to somebody really who had lost a limb serving. So to hear like their story about how they lost their limb and, you know, for one guy, like his friend lost his life. Um, so again, really interesting, right? Somebody dies and like loses their life and you only, and I'm doing air quotes if you can't see it, you only lose a limb. He had a very different point of view about losing his limb than another person who lost their limb. Uh, I don't know why I'm saying this, but anyway, it was just true for me in the like moment to be like, wow, holy shit. So he's telling me his story about losing his limb. And then he's telling me about the pain he's having from his, in this case, leg um, above the knee. So he, he had an, an amputation above the knee. And he's describing this like pain. And it's like confusing because obviously as a chiropractor, you're like, this is way outside my scope, you know, like, fuck, like, they didn't really teach us this in school. That was, like, my honest-to-God first thought. But then also, like, his limb, like, I'm looking at it, and, like, his limb, and he's even acknowledging his limb isn't there. But the pain he's experiencing is very real. And so, like I said, I wasn't taught a lot about this in school, so I'm like, I'm not like I'm not denying that he's in pain and I'm not going to call him crazy because I you could tell like this guy's in pain but the tissue that you could point to that really was my job <laughs> you know my job is to look at the anatomical structures and you know figure out where it could be coming from is like literally not there and so what I had to do was like rule out anything in the spine that could be signaling his brain that something was going on. So we had to do a bunch of like tests, which was really interesting on the other leg um, and then on his spine. 
And I remember like not really finding anything. And it was obviously like in the, and this person had a lot of like social, I mean, well, social, but also emotional things going on. And, you know, I didn't know what, like what to do. And he was actually granted like a trial of care for six weeks and we did acupuncture on him. And there was actually a bunch of guys we did acupuncture on as a trial of care. And um, I remember just like, just like talking to him about stuff. And I remember him getting like significantly better. And it wasn't just like, okay, he has less pain. That was a huge part of it, honestly, because there wasn't a lot of guys with like phantom pain who showed significant improvement. So the fact that he did was like, kind of like, I remember my boss at the time or whatever, the like lead chiropractor, because I wasn't really a, a officially a chiropractor yet. So he had to like sign my documents as like the official chiropractor. He was kind of like, you know, this this guy is doing like a lot better than typical guys with like phantom limb stuff. Like, what are you doing differently? And I'm just like, I'm just talking to him. <laughs> and he's like, no, like, what are you doing? And I'm like, talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> and I re remember him just like looking at me like what and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because like what is pain it really got me to be like okay what the fuck <laughs> like this one was a head scratcher for me because remember my job is to look at the like anatomy and be like what is happening and the other thing that blew my mind is like phantom limb pain isn't like a new concept. It's actually like pretty old <laughs> in the sense that we've had some awareness about it for some time. So I was like, why isn't anybody like actually investigating this? Like, why are we still putting so much emphasis on the structures that cause pain? Like these people have, the structures are like literally not there and yet they have pain where the, that would be. Like, there has to be more going on here. Like, what is happening? Because it doesn't seem relevant that the structure is there. <laughs> and not to say, like, oh, it's all in their head. But, like, what's beyond that? Like, if it wasn't just it's all in their head, like, what's beyond it? And people thought I was crazy and, like, it blasphemy that I'm even, like, bringing this up. But it was something I was, like, so intrigued by. And then, again, I saw a guy that had, like, no arms, no legs and just kind of was like I'm just going to be here to like listen and like learn from you and um, something similar happened with him where we started to see improvement with just honestly just like talking to them I know it sounds crazy but like um, and what I learned from these two guys because I even I even kind of asked them like well like what like what are you doing differently in your life? Is there something you're doing differently like outside of here that we don't know about? Are you changing your diet at all? And, you know, part of, if you want to go back to the WHO's definition, their, their newer definition of health, which is a state of complete physical, social, and mental well-being, and not just the absence of disease or infirmity, it's like not making their pain wrong not making it right but seeing like part of what I was asking them about was the awareness that their pain was giving them 
in a not so direct way. Like I didn't be like, oh, what's the awareness your pain gave you? But it's like slowly asking questions to not make the pain wrong and not make it right. But be like, okay, what's present? And sometimes it takes someone being there with you who could just be space, which I didn't even realize I was doing at the time, to allow you to be present with what is actually happening. Now, I didn't see that as something special or a gift at all, because it's not something that people validate for you for. It's not something you get recognized for at all. And again, I thought I had to do something to change pain. I thought pain was something that had to be managed, taken care of, um, dealt with, handled, whatever you want to use those words. And that I, as the doctor, had to do something to cause a reaction where the pain would, you know, change, for lack of a better term. And it wasn't until I was around these guys that I was like, but pain is just information. Like, I just, it was this thought, like, what if it's just information? Or, or what if it just wants us to be present with it so that we can get the the information? What if it's just that? And it was just this question that just came to me one day. And it was working with patients like these guys. And I'm going to give you the most extreme example because it was the one that really started to change my perspective on pain. Because these veterans basically spent a good chunk of their younger like lives like literally fighting every day like fighting a war every day like literally they they could get shot and exploded at any moment now I had no idea what that was like and I still don't to this day because I haven't done it but hearing their stories and their like literal lived experiences at some point you just get tired of fighting. And these guys were the ones who were just tired of fighting. Honestly, they were tired of fighting and I don't blame them. And it's sort of that really interesting combination of like all of the medical people kind of like with veterans, it's like this interesting intersection of like, what are you gonna choose? Like what is working and what's not working? And because I was only there for a short period of time, I was really interested in like what's working, what's not working. I started to have like less of a, of a point of view, like, oh, I didn't adjust these chiropractors or, or these, these patients. I didn't really care. We saw so many patients, like I think I graduated with like five times the amount of adjustments that I needed. So if I didn't adjust a few patients, it's like whatever. But I was more interested in what worked and what didn't work. Um, and I started to see things like work that shouldn't work <laughs> and things that should have worked didn't work, <laughs> if you know what I mean. And it was like, wait a minute, the fight energy that I thought I was required, I thought I had to fight pain, like on behalf of my patients. I'm in here as the doctor, like putting on my gloves and like fighting. But at the end of the day, you're fighting the patient's body you know, that's no fun. And you know that fighting sometimes is necessary, but sometimes is not necessary. And I think we've like really gotten that mixed up where we've given ourselves the only choice is to fight pain. And you'll never see an advertisement on TV 
for pain destroyer. <laughs> this will destroy your pain because we know that that's not possible necessarily. You'll always see pain reliever. Like even Tylenol, Advil, they're pain relievers. Because you can't legally say anything else about pain. You can't make promises that it will even get rid of their pain. It's like, well, this might relieve your pain. It might not. And so I'm just saying all of these things because like health, pain is something that has been like so misunderstood. And, I, and I'm not saying that just talking about your pain is going to make it go away either. I'm the What I'm saying is what is pain? And do you really want it to just go away? Here's the weird thing. So when I had my intense lower back pain, intense, like to the point where I was like almost in tears, lying face down, paint is shooting down my, my like legs from my back. I feel so vulnerable, so helpless, and I can't fight. Like I could fight, but it was like, I have, there's, I don't have the energy to fight. That's what it took for me to finally choose not to fight anymore. Literally being like laid out face down on the ground. It's like, damn, my carpet has so much hair. <laughs> but I was like, fuck, I cannot move. And I also don't want to fight. It's like, I, it just doesn't, that's not going to work for me. And so I started to just be like, what are you pain? What is this? What do you want for me? Like, I literally was like asking as if, I don't even know why I just was saying that. And then all of a sudden I started getting this like download of information of all these times I didn't have boundaries and I didn't stay, like stand up for myself and I didn't say what I was thinking and I didn't honor myself, blah, blah, blah. And it went on and on and on. And I'm just like, oh, and I, it's like, I kept looking at all this stuff that I did not want to look. It was like, boom, in your face. And I was like, I don't want to look at it. You know, I don't want to look. But the more I was like, okay, I'm just going to look at it. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's true. That's true. It's not right or wrong. It just is true. Boom. That's true. That's true. That's true. And then I just had this like release of like crying. And my pain was gone. But my, my target wasn't to get rid of my pain. My target was I don't want to fight and I don't know what else to do. So I just started asking questions. I didn't want to get rid of my pain. I was just like, okay, what is this? What do you want from me? I, I remember asking that. Like, I don't even know who I'm talking to. <laughs> you want to talk about feeling fucking crazy? This moment. But I decided to just go for it. Like, what the fuck else do I have to lose? I'm literally on the floor. During the week when I, during my shift of being a chiropractor, like talk about, you know, low, I'm a chiropractor who's supposed to help people with pain. I'm face down, almost in tears, can't fucking move. Really fucking low point. But that's what it took for me to finally ask a different question. And I know that that moment was a wake up call for me because I started to have, and this is why I'm like telling you the first story about pain. because so I started to realize what didn't work. But the weird thing was I wasn't inputting that in my, like I wasn't instituting that in my own life. So I had this awareness of like what was working and what, what wasn't working for the veterans over there. 
but I never thought it would be relevant for me. Like I was different somehow. And it wasn't until that moment that I was like, okay, well, I asking questions and not looking to get rid of pain seems to work. And then I started, but in that moment of like incredible vulnerability for me was the only moment I was actually willing for something different. And my whole point in telling you all of this is what's true for you? Like when you fight pain, does that create what you're looking for? Like, do you have a sense of relaxation and space? And does the pain actually change when you fight it? Or does do you have to fight, 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 and then it gets worse and then it changes? And is that working for you? Like, if you like that, like a lot of people love it. You know, they get attention, they get to be the victim, blah, blah, blah. And it works for, for like people. And I'm like, here, if you want to pay me and continue your story, it's okay. I'm here for it. It happened a lot when I was a chiropractor and I had a, and a lot of point of, I had a lot of points of views about it. I was like, I will not just do this. And now I'm like, you know what? I have the awareness and people are where people are. And I'm like, you know what? No problem. I'll take your money. No problem. Don't have a point of view on it. Wouldn't want to do that every day, all day. Um, but I don't have a point of view about it anymore. I'm like, okay, cool. This is just where you're at. And I'm not here to save the fucking world anymore. That was my other point of view. I had to save people, Ugh, which is a whole other thing. But again, pain is not what we have been taught. It's not something, and from my point of view, that has to be like gotten rid of and like managed in the way that people just want it to go away and like never come back again. Because I'd be lying if I said I didn't have pain. I don't have pain currently, which is cool. And I've never had that intense type of shooting down my legs pain ever again. And I've also made completely different choices in my life, <laughs> which is like listening to my body. And when I have pain, like I said, when I have physical pain, I am very good at not going into complete reaction and by really calming myself down and asking questions, which is exactly what I'm talking about. With like emotional pain in regards to relationships, it's like a work in progress. I'm like reactive and then I catch myself and then I'm like, oh, I'm not doing that. That doesn't work. And then choose something else. And so I'm building up that muscle strength, but I'm not going to lie. It's not like where it's at for like physical pain, like physical pain. I'm like, okay, that, that muscle is like strength is, is stronger. I wouldn't say strength and I'm, I'm never done with anything, but it's stronger. It's really, it's, it's so much stronger. And I'm, like it's just created such space and such ease in my world where if pain does show up I don't like freak out it doesn't like ruin my day it doesn't even ruin probably a couple of hours I just ask questions um and this is the skill set that I am hoping to share with more people because like I said what is healthcare what is our system and how can we I want to really empower people to ask questions and to be able to have pain show up in their life and not dominate their life and not be so significant and be able to keep moving forward no matter what kind of physical pain comes because to be honest with you physical pain is probably going to show up again 
and I'm going to listen. And it's odd because now that I've done that, it doesn't happen as much, which is cool. And pain that I thought like would never change. Like I had this like, like this weird kind of ache in my, um, in my heel on my like left foot. And it was like something that is just so constant that I thought would like never change. And now that I'm more present with stuff, and this has taken a little bit though, but now that I'm like really present with like deep shit that I thought would never change in my life, I noticed that over the past few weeks, like my heel is like, I, it's like not bothering me. And it was like such a normal thing that I kind of forgot about it. It was always like low level there. And now it's like, it's really not bothering me as much. And there's this one pair of shoes I could like, I just refused to wear because it would bother my heel. And I had avoided wearing those shoes. It was really weird. And then I wore them and I was like, oh my God, my heel is not bothering me. This is so interesting. And so it's exciting for me because like, what else is possible? Like there's so much more possible. And so I just wanted to share honestly with you, like, I'm not perfect. I'm still working through this, this like process and I'm excited to see where it's going to lead, to be honest with you. So I know this was a little bit of a non-linear conversation and to be honest with you, pain is also non-linear. A lot of things are non-linear. Health is non-linear. Pain is also non-linear. Um, so I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> but again, big question and something I want to leave you with from this episode is like, what is pain? How do you relate to pain? And is it working? Is it working for you? And if it is, cool. And if you like being a victim, cool. Make it work for you. You know, if you like making pain significant and having someone help you and save you and take care of you, that's cool. I saw it all the time. All the time. Some cases more dramatic than others. And some people love their drama trauma. That's cool. Everything is a possibility. And if it works for you, it works for you. I would suggest being honest with yourself about what works for you. Because that fight energy is honestly destructive. Destructive, destructive, destructive. And unintentionally. Like if you keep lying to yourself, but like pretending like you want something when you actually don't want it. You, have to, you kind of have to fight yourself and separate from yourself. And that does not lead to great outcomes in my experience. It's a lot of unintended stuff. Like people are like, why am I sick all the time, et cetera, et cetera. Usually this fight energy is a part of it. So I won't go more into that. I won't go more into that unless people desire it. And if you do, let me know. Happy to do a whole episode on it. Goes into a lot of deeper stuff. I'm getting now is not the time, but if people are asking for it, I will do it. So again, gonna, I'm going to leave you with those questions about pain. Um, yeah. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. I would actually really love to hear from you because it's not like I have, like I wasn't, I was still a little bit nervous to even talk about these things because I know it's still kind of like, can we, can't we, can we, can't we, but um, I'm getting that things are changing and that more people will be interested in alternatives um, for pain. So, and maybe a different perspective and different point of view. So 
I am trusting myself and I'm trusting that. <laughs> but I would love to hear um, just your comments or um, your your point of views or any any insights that you have, please let me know. Super interested to hearing that. Any experiences you or anybody that you've known or that you know have had? Wow, I, I, I'm just like so fast that sometimes my mouth is not fast enough. <laughs> and if you like, please subscribe, like, and share. And I cannot wait to talk to you about bodies for at least one more week, but probably for a long time. <laughs> okay, enjoy the rest of your, your day. And thank you for tuning in, you and your body. Bye.